Shalom is Jacob from Abachad. The sages teach in, my, in the opening Talmud, meant for kids at 15. Before even beginning to occupy in Torah, that there is birachot, there is a, an opportunity to connect with the infinite and thank the infinite for this gift that we're about to enjoy, that God is bestowing upon us right now in this present tense. And so the bracha over the Torah, and then there are the sage Rabbi Yochanan, there is the sage Rabbi Yochanan who added a continuation, and then there was one final bracha by a different sage, and all together is essentially what we have in our Siddur today, thank God. I'm just going to say it real quick, and then we'll get into Perik Bet of Tehilim. Bezrat Hashem, I think we understood an idea that would be interesting to share in a sh- very short time. So here we go. Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Kiddishanu B'Misvotav V'Siwanu La'asok B'Divrei Thorah V'Ha'arev Na Adonai Eloheinu Et Divrei Thorafecha B'Finu U'B'Fifyoth Amecha B'Eit Yisrael V'Ni Anachnu B'Tzayetzayinu B'Tzayetzayi Amcha B'Eit Yisrael Kulanu Yodei Shmecha V'Oskei Toratecha Baruch Ata Adonai HaMelamed Torah L'Amo Yisrael Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher B'Harbanu Mikol ha'amim v'nafan lanu et toratho baruch ata Adonai nothen ha'torah yivarecha ma'ishkan ani avarecha. So that is uh, customarily say birkat kohanim immediately after, so that you're occupying in Torah immediately after that blessing. But here we could have went straight into the text, but it's just like a, a habit even. So here we go. In Perek Bet of Tehilim, it opens up with the very end of times. Why are all these nations antsy and anxious and what is going on and worried? And these kingdoms, they're uh, going over things that are absolutely empty and pointless and a complete distraction from the the main <clears throat> excuse me the main questions or focus of what we're doing here on this earth that it's just a complete distraction of who you are and what your capabilities are <laughs> if you only knew again the whole world was literally created for a single human being okay and so People are focused on nothing. These kings of the land are gathering together. These rulers of the land, the influencers of the earth. The Roznim nosdu yaha. Roznim is shiltonaya. The Targum is has to do with rulership, where the Arabic sultan comes from, a ruler or like a dictator. If I understand correctly, please correct me if I'm wrong. But but certainly that same phonetic, as Rabbi Isaac Moses and Shlita points out in Edenics. And so, they're all gathering together. Why? Al Hashem ve'al Meshiho. The Targum, lemarada kodam Hashem. To rebel before the infinite being. Ulemintzei im Meshichei. And to argue with the Mashiach. 
as Moshe saw, there are two men arguing. So Nitzim has to do, and Nets is like a falcon, and eagles, and I guess they fight maybe too. But also, according to both manuscripts, it's Im, and not, excuse me, and not Al, which is very significant, I guess, as well. <clears throat> Al is like over the Mashiach, meaning it's like a conversation, who is Mashiach, and it's an argument about who is Mashiach. So the real deal of Ezrat Hashem in the end, it's it's not going, no one's going to have to argue who it is and what it is because it'll all be just so evident for everybody. And again, as Am Yisrael is literally saying to the world, Ezrat Hashem is Hashem Ehad, Hashem is the Melech, Hashem is the King, Hashem is the Mashiach, Hashem is everything that you're looking for. It's not a person, it's not a not anything in this world other than what Hashem gave into this world, and that's what we're about to get to. So right there, arguing with the Mashiach, Amrin, they're saying, this. the Targum brings the word, and the Targum here, the meaning explicitly of these words is Rav Yosef, Sagi Nahor, Rav Yosef, too much light in Aramaic. The master of Targum himself, he's the one to be quoted saying, Bavli Megillah Gimel Amud Aleph, over there it says, Ilmale Targuma de Haikra Lo Hawa Yadana Mai Kaamar. If it was not for the Targum of this verse, of this scripture, I would have no idea what it is saying. Literally parts of scripture that are entirely cryptic. It's alluded to in the Mem, the symbol Mem could be open or closed, which is Mikra, that is open, scripture that is open to all and easily understood, and Mikra Satum, and scripture that is closed off and sealed off like the symbol Mem, Sofit. We'll see that, again, this is all, that has to be visual, of course, this is in the audio. But Nenateka et, so the nations, what are they saying? They're saying Nenateka et Moserothemo. It's very, like, difficult language, the Targum flips it. Nifara, we will like break and wither away, I guess. Yath esaroathehon. That's like the word isur almost, like uh, I'm going to clip their bounds, meaning these people are bound to God. They view it as a burden, so to them it's like the, um, we're going to clip their subservience to the infinite being, because all of Tehillim is written in parallel. So Al Hashem is on one side, like scales. The Al Meshicho on the other side, has Shalom, as if, you know, I mean, Hashem and Hashem's humility might do that. Obviously, the most humble being ever in, in conceivable existence or conceivable reality, conceptual reality, conceptual existence, all these things. <laughs> but basically, saying, because that was the word we used in the video yesterday, but Al Hashem, the Al Meshicho, is now the next verse is also written parallel. So, we will nenatek et mosrothemo. Nenatek is literally to to cut them off from their mesora, from all of their mesorot. And this is was the main idea of the video of this recording right now that I wanted to make, but I just gave more background. But mosrothemo is all of the things that God gave over to human beings to these specific human beings who chose to leave Egypt and uh, surrounded Sinai and learned the alphabet and experienced infinity. Bizrat Hashem, that's the easiest way to say that, Bizrat Hashem. <laughs> Quoting Rabbi Kaplan, you know, that last part, but yeah. 
So and then and therefore, once we cut them off from their mesorah, from the, all of the wisdom that Hashem is giving them, because it's not fair that, well, it's not fair because you're not trying, you don't, like, you could come and listen, that's the point. Hashem is transmitting this wisdom that human beings would not have that makes all other wisdom pa- all other wisdom pales in comparison. The Torah wisdom outshines and is so much more useful and so much well better said and so much more amazing than any of the wisdom that we're being presented, any of these cute quotes and any of these books that have these big quotes from these big people. The Torah says it in in the most simplest, most beautiful ways, all the true good wisdom, and inspired all these crazy things, like amazing meaning, obviously, to use the vernacular of today, obviously, <laughs> not crazy, you know, because, but yeah, the whole Aleph Bet section is the, is where belief and faith are set aside, we no longer need, it's not belief and faith anymore, it's transitioning now into what is called knowledge and experience. You see it for yourself. It's not about belief. You now, you've examined it yourself, logically deduced yourself, you know, that you understand it fully. That this wisdom is so much more beautiful to look at, so much more information, even, even less space than it would be to translate into English, for example. All of these amazing features will learn, literally, a list that looks like a you know, one of those uh, supermarkets with the long receipt. It looks like a huge list. And literally the Megillah is an English word today, but comes from Megillah, a scroll and revelation of a story. And God forbid, so back to this thing, when, I, when they, what they try to do is to clip them off from all of the Mesorot, Moserofemo, their Mesorot from Hashem, the infinite being, wisdom that no human possesses. So it would not be fair if other people don't have it. Again, the point is you can and should and are and obviously want to and to ask questions and to have then Bizrat Hashem people who understand that the whole point is to be able to help people with whatever question and whatever lack they have for getting questions. But as Gimel Dalit, the symbols teach us to run and, and give. The Gimel is giving to the Dalit, to the poor, who is reaching out. The leg of the Dalit is to the Gimel. The Gimel extends the helping hands to the Dal and the connection. They're each looking away. Again, this is all visual. But then we will nashlich mimenu, mimenu, from all of them, et avofemo, their absolute the strongest connections. And I think it's all alluded to. It has the word shalosh in there. And shalosh is the Torah's. The real, because again, the number three is not a number that should be associated with, with things that started only 2,000 years ago. It should be associated with co- concepts and things that started before the world was created. So, the concept of three, two halves and their connection. That's the answer of what that is. And Avotemo alludes to that exact concept because it is made up of the three 
symbols that begin the three Torahs, or the three parts of the Torah, the two halves, and their connection that yields and creates new realities and new concepts. And that parallels, again, oneness, which is man, woman, and their connection. And in the creation of a baby, the sages transmit, it's the infinite, the mother and father, three that form that perfect unity. Those are the concepts of three and none other that were tainted and are dark and are misguided. And all of that can be explained in a, in a very, Zerat Hashem, God willing, in, with the help of the infinite, in a very nice, sensical way, we'll go through that whole section. And it's been gone through by great sages, Rabari Khan Shlita, Rabbi Tovia Singer Shlita, of course, uh, and uh, others as well, Rabbi Skobak, Shlita, and many others, thank God. Avothemo has, has the bet of Bereshit, then on the other side, the Mem of Me'ematai, of the beginning Mishnah, from Mem for Mishnah, and Mem Me'ematai, from when? That's how the first Mishnah begins with a question, because that's the whole point, this is the beginning It is essentially Moshe Rabbeinu who is beginning to understand what God is teaching. This is what happened on Sinai, is what's in the Talmud, what's in the whole thing. That is the whole Sinai experience. All of the wisdom that was given there. And so the Mishnah itself begins, Me'ematai is literally, could be seen as Moshe asking Hashem the Infinite. Tana, in, the, in the Talmud, Tana Hechakai, from where does... In the Talmud, I'm sorry, but here in the Mishnah is, I guess, what Hashem is now speaking. This is the Mishnah. This is the rules of the Torah. How to, how the connection from the, the Torah to practical reality. Mishnah is that beginning. Although, God forbid, the Mishnah is still not finished and written in a super condensed way. It's really the launch pad to the entire system of Torah Shebaal Peh, condensed into one book, prophetically. And so it still needs the Talmud. It needs, it's, it needs to be extracted, the information from there. Every word is calculated. Every symbol is calculated. Every phraseology is calculated. The name of every sage that is used is calculated. Everything. We don't even con comprehend, but it be, we can try. You know, the, the greatest like prophecy and trying to put down on a page the most amount of useful information as possible. Okay. And so the Mishnah is then launching us to all of these different places, to all of these different concepts, connection, connecting all these different things we might have never even known. And then the Talmud is even refining all of that and expanding on every single detail. It's like saying, I have all the time in the world to sit and teach you the way, the all answers to all your questions. That's what Hashem is saying to every single person. Those who want, that's Hashem's, what is what Hashem, the infinite being, the name of the infinite being, is communicating to everyone. That why is there such a thing as Talmud? Why is there such a thing as Targum? Because God didn't just throw down 
a book of enigmas that no one understands without any explanation, no walkthroughs, no guides, no help, God forbid. It's, it's such a cruel thing. And that's never, of course, what Hashem did, you know, because we have it today in such amazing manuscripts preserved. Thank the infinite being forever and ever, of course. And so, because the Targum is literally the walking children, walking kids through the Torah, through the greatest wisdom ever. The sages walking us through this cryptic text. As Tanakh gets deeper, it gets more cryptic. That's why. Try to read Eov and try to see if we understand a single phrase there. I mean, Bizrat Hashem, I hope we do, but I'm just saying as a funny example, like that's one of the most cryptic books of Tanakh and one of the most ancient, as the sages transmit, Moshe Rabbeinu wrote the book of Eov. Some say possibly in Egypt or when he was away that time to, to help the people understand certain things and if Eov himself was part of the government of Paro at that time as the sages transmit could have been possible as well or if Eov happened or if Moshe used a real character Eov but the stories were metaphor it never actually happened like that because it's so it's such a crazy story it's too brutal So, basically how cryptic it all is, and the sages walking us through and explaining everything, illuminating everything. The more cryptic the verse, the more Targum there is revealing. That's why like one verse could have like a, a huge paragraph of Targum, of meaning. It's really, that's the most incredible thing. And once we do that, but especially also what we've done is enabled you to have that experience of lining it up and seeing how everything connects for yourself and organizing the Torah for yourself and earning sort of the Torah for yourself, Bezrat Hashem. That is the real goal. And, you know, the interactive learning and Rav, Ed, Rav Steinzaltz, Alava uh, Shalom, Zechot Sadiq Libracha, whatever is the appropriate thing to say in the highest respect, but Agaon, right. And, uh, the genius, thank God, and uh, basically says exact that education has to be this interactive experience. It has to be interactive. It can't just be static. You can't just be handed a book. God didn't give us summer homework to read. You know, that's, that's the point of that. All right, and so to finish this idea, the nations are trying to say, and this is essentially where the conspiracy side, you know, influence society through media, through advertising, through everything. I mean, that's what it does on an objective level. It influences people to either buy something or not buy something, pay attention to something or not pay attention to something and whatever. But especially if it's paired with like more sinister reasons to influence people to think that certain things are normal, certain things are okay, certain things must be done, certain things are this, and, and that's where it gets really ugly and really dangerous, mainly for the w wicked people. In the ultimate scheme of things, the wicked people will be the ones to be so humiliated. You could look at Rabbi Alon Anava's uh, near-death experience video it was really an amazing thing and the Rav said that his mission is to spread it everywhere if I could help the Rav fulfill that then that is exactly what I shall do Rabbi Alon Anava who had the near-death experience and can 
describe what it what it could be like a select individual every few generations or every generation that could have this experience not just one but many you know several people around the world it's a rare thing obviously but literally died clinically dead for minutes but came back to life miraculously to use that english word and the source of it and everything for right now so for the wicked people, this is a, a dangerous thing. Not for good people. And that's the thing. Good people do not go to hell. That is the end of the whole Aleph bet. Three times it's repeated so that we get it through our heads. So no text could scare us. Not a single anything can scare us once we learn the full Aleph bet till the very end. Till, till we understand that Hashem says three times to hell itself, whatever this means, the angel overseeing hell, and all these kinds of things, however it's phrased and translated, whatever is the association with even that word and all that kind of stuff, and Dante's Inferno and all that, Robert Langdon and all that. But basically, good people do not go to hell. It's a huge revelation. It's been used to scare innocent people who don't know and don't have the time to then know. Who has the time to sit and learn and, and go through the texts and see that there's been such corruptions that would make you want to seek out whoever, whoever did such, such nonsense, such nonsense, such, such the most sinister evil, literally yanking pages out of a, of a, of a Targum manuscript, you know? exactly in the areas of dealing with Yishmael and Esav. It's just the wretchedness of such an act. Like, I, although Bezrat Hashem, we might be able to restore through other means, maybe, but we'll see. We'll see if that could happen. But basically, once you see these censorships happen, you know that there's been true conspiracies. People trying to hide information that would destroy their points. The points that would go against what they're trying to now push would be censored and oppressed and completely erased, if not, uh, you know, destroyed entirely. Whatever. God forbid all this evil. David Melech opens Tehilim with the very end of time. As the Torah sort of is in the end, in the beginning, it's not even clear how it. It's truly an amazing thing. No, there is no director, script writer like Hashem, the Infinite Being, of course. And so this is speaking of right now, Bezrat Hashem. They're trying to cut you off from the Mesoras of God, the wisdoms of God that God is trying to transmit fully to all of us, the Mesorah. That is exactly what it is. And Al-Meshicho, and then over the Mashiach, which is to then argue with the Mashiach, which is all of Israel who are in their activated state of helping actively, helping the world and helping the image of the infinite God in the world and helping the image of what is called Torah in the world and disassociating from all of these associations, these evil, like people trying to lasso their, their whole thing around the Torah and Zemer is to cut it off. The, the praises of Tehillim is to cut off and to, to trim and to hedge or, or whatever these things. Not hedge, I, I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> you trim hedges, but yeah. But basically to, to cut off all of the, the evil associations and ties because all of that stems from evil human beings, unfortunately, with, with brains 
that were smart, but they used it for evil, unfortunately. Has v'shalom. And so we need to flip all of this kind of thing, of course, and to have the, the good, the activated people in Am Yisrael who give, who crown God. Meshicho is like those who anoint God, if I'm not mistaken. We have to see that, but which is Israel. Those who crown God king four times a day. Uh, you know, the Shema is ideally said four times a day. Twice mainly in the Sidur, in the Arabit and Shaharit, in the correct order of the day, and all these kinds of things. So these nations are trying to cut us off, and therefore they will throw off from the Mashiach their Torahs, their unity, their Torahs beginning with a Betz, Mem, and Tav, which is an Ayin, which is the mind, the revealed mind of the infinite God which is depicting masculine, feminine, unity, that are one. And together, that's when they can create life and yield all these new results. And that's the Talmud. When you see how the Talmud then unites, how do we know this Mishnah ruling that this is a thing? Because it says so or alludes to in this verse, or is, this verse is really hinting to this, meaning as transmitted on Sinai. It's really reconnecting the mind, and it's really God's mind in a way, if we could speak, like this like would be reconnecting the mind of God in the correct way, which is meant for all people, B'zrat Hashem, like, so it's so amazing, it's just, we need to be able to access the information, and to be able to speak, to ask questions, any questions, anything, literally, any question you want, without censorships, without trying to hold back, Say it how you feel, you know, say fully your questions and your everything. You should write them down, obviously, and then ask all the time. And then if you're noticing that nobody's answering or nobody could answer, what that might mean is that you might be the one to be able to answer this question. Keep learning, keep seeing, keep praying for wisdom from the maker of wisdom as Ramos Shapir Zitzal, Vira of Abraham Kalimi, Rashi Jerusalem teaches, so... So this is their plan. Thank God what it says here in the next verse, verse 4. Yoshev Bashamayim Yishak, the one who sits and dwells in the highest heavens, Yishak, he's going to like scoff and laugh at, obviously. I mean, God doesn't need to even do that. Like whoever understands what God is, like then we understand how ridiculous human beings thinking that they could hide and God is not real and God is not going to do anything to us and we can get away with it. Nobody sees us and all these kinds of things. Absolutely not. So, and then Adokai, because I didn't say the full verse in order. Adokai, which here the Targum is, Memrada Hashem, the words, the words which are the water and fire of the infinite God. 26, right? Yil'ag lamo will I don't even know how to translate. Yishak is a different kind of word. It's not Yitzhak. It's a it's like a deeper thing or even more so. I have no idea how, you know, how to make that switch. Uh, what what that means? It's sadiq to a to a scene. But then yil'ag, la'ag is like to mock, 
So God is going to laugh at their initial idea. You're going to think that I'm going to, you're going to cut me off from, from, my, from my nation. You think you're going to cut me off from Am Yisrael and influence them in a dark way. God could flip it all. Like they could think we could use whatever the evil they did and use it all as metaphors and to understand the Torah, to, to now point at them in all the evil sections of the Torah and understand and point and look and say how real such evil people are and what they do and all these kinds of things. Benashlicha mimeno, right, so, sorry. So Adonai yil'aglamo, he's going to like mock them, mock to them, which is the words of the infinite God, like Rabari Kaplan's Atzal explains. It's 95%, you could rebut 95% of people's points and claims against anything in, the, in Tanakh simply by examining the original source, in the, and especially in the context, of course. But, huh. but that already is enough to deal away with 95% of people's problems and questions, because it's all lost in translation, and especially if people have sinister, evil reasons to mistranslate things on purpose, not be as clear on purpose, and all these kinds of things, to try to use different words associated more with what they're trying to associate with, and all these kinds of things. So, obviously, God is, the Torahs will laugh as like mock them. Just look at a verse, look what God says openly. Like, there's no, you can't have any other gods. Alpanai, what's Alpanai? Leith bar mini outside of me the infinite there's no th there's no thing nothing outside the infinite and literally leith bar minach like there is no son from you there is no son of god this kind of concept is like a, a greek pagan direct like the gods impregnated that there is uh, in the torah seemingly but again we have to understand that's how it's translated in the world. That could be a prime example of a horrible mistranslation of fallen angels mating with human beings and things like that. We'll see what that means. Again, once you understand, though, that truth does not have to be literal, the whole Torah happened as it happened, but truth itself does not have to be literal. It's true, even though it's not literal, the, the concept that it teaches is a truth. But anyway, for right now, So the words will mock, again, just simply understanding scripture and the sages teach that a Talmud Haham, a wise student sage, should be adorned like a, like a kala, like a bride, that she is adorned with 24 different ornaments as uh, Hashem did for Haba in the Garden of Eden as, this, as transmitted from Sinai. That's how we have that information. I mean, nobody could just say random, I mean, you can, but... It'll fall apart, it'll be sounding, you know, whatever. And there's all these deep concepts and verifications. And as the more you learn, the more you see and all these kinds of things. There's no, like, one word that could just say, that's a spell. It's not even, like, free will. That's just creating a robot. Like, if you can hypnotize somebody to follow God, like, that's not the goal. The goal is that you have to choose it. And you yourself will choose it. And you, therefore, will earn everything yourself. It's not, it's not given to you anymore. You chose it, and you earn it, and that's the, the, the pleasure and enjoyment in, in everything, by you earning it for yourself. So, as yidaber elemo ve'apo, uvharono yivahalemo, then, in that future time, 
which is now, Bezrat Hashem, Yidaber Elemo Ve'apo, God will speak to them in God's anger, in God's anger at evil. That's the Targum in Tehilim. Without the Targum, people would be like, especially paired with the teachings of the outside world, that the God of the Torah is the angry God. Has shalom. if you just examine the Torah itself, how, how patient God is, giving 120 years to horrible people to try to change. And then an extra seven days to change the death of Metushelah early on before the flood. 120 years to change. You know how much patience you have to have to wait 120 years to give someone who's doing horrible things 120 years? God's infinite patience and then the 13 attributes of mercy. And then they demonize the number 13. But 13 is the attributes of the mercies of the infinite God. 13 is the gematria of the word ahava, of love. And 13 is the gematria of ehad, which is one. And as Rabbi Kaplan's Zitzal brings in Jewish meditation, and the, the message is the, the very thing that what is, how, can, how can we arrive at a state of one? And that is only through ahava. Ahava is what will lead to ehad. Ahava is love and, and ehad is one. And together, 13 and 13 is 26. The name of the infinite being, the full connection and everything. Male, female, as one that unite and create life. And that's what we see in all of nature and in the whole world. And everyone knows it. In the future then, and notice how this didn't happen yet, seemingly. I mean, hopefully, we it's not like that apocalyptic scenario that's been pushed. Because again, God does not desire that. That's the whole story of Yonah. God didn't destroy that in gigantic city that took three and a half days just to walk to the center because God cares about the people of the city. They were not the Jews. <laughs> and he cares about them, little Goyim and all these. Has <laughs> shalom. And I've answered, we have posts on the articles and all these kinds of things and these evil kinds of attacks. The Goy, like the word itself, to only apply to that, Israel is called a Goy. Multiple times in scripture. Israel are goyim too. Like it's it, the concept of trying to like divide and then this trying to say like they claim that they're better than you and this elitism, which is again 95% as Rabbi Calvin said, examine the text. Abraham and Sarah taught the world to save them from idolatry that involved child sacrifice at the highest levels. Abraham saved Eliezer, the son of Nimrod. Sarah saved Hagar, the daughter of Paroh. They would have been the prime stake at that barbecue. Okay, these they save children from idolatry. They save people from idolatry and bring them close to the infinite God, the creator of the Aleph Bet symbols and therefore all of creation that's built with these symbols, shapely, visually, conceptually, audibly, everything, the intersection of all information. Then in the future, Yidaber Elemo Be'apo, God will be speaking to them, and it's very weird conjugation, it should be Elehem, what's Elehmo, it like flips it, it's something going on, and I, I, I'm with you right now, because I don't understand, I don't understand what that is, so if you understand, please let me know, so he will speak to them with God's anger and strength, and Apo ends with a Pei Vav, which is 86, which is Elohim, which is the ultimate judge and justice in the world, a full revelation, and with God's 
Haron is the the experience that that's going to Yidaber is speaking. Uveharono is already like, you know, melting faces. You know, Yivahalemo. He will he will confound them and stun them. Vani and I. I think this is David Amelech, right? David Amelech speaking. Vani nasachti malki. I already anointed my king. David Amelech is saying. The, David the king is saying, I already anointed my king. Who's my king? And not only that, umanithe. The targum fills in and nominated or appointed al Sion to oversee and guard Sion har kodshi, the the mountain of where I go to be separate, elevated, unique. Literally on a mountain, you're elevated and separate. You know, the, the mystics usually, usually go to the mountains and the prophets. If I'm not mistaken. So we have to see. So then it says, Asapra, and David Melech is speaking. Asapra, please let me speak. Allow me to, to speak to people and to tell over El Hok. What is El Hok? This is part of the censored Targum. It says, De'elaha Kayama. That De'elaha, that the ultimate, infinite, powerful God, Kayama, exists and is existence, generating existence at every single second. Hok, it's, it's, you can't understand infinity. You can scientifically then arrive at the fact that the scientists have just recently fairly recently compared to world you know the history of the universe but fairly recently only finally proved scientifically which is again i i don't have to say that in any kind of way literally it's an incredible thing i just don't know because i'm just today you know with these fake science mother people God forbid, has shalom. That's why. Because so science is now being so tainted for, for me. I, I just can't. It's a complete corruption. And, I, and therefore, it, it exposes the, the cry wolf and like the lying. And then how, how much were you lying about? How do I trust anything that you've been saying? And all the people that come out of the system think the same way. And the, the world without cancer, Baruch Hashem, by G. Edward Griffin, Shlita. And yes, I could say that for such a man, thank God, and for good people. Because again, there's no elitism. There's no us and them. It's one family, literally. <laughs> if people really understand what, what is being said, it's really crazy. And thank God there are. Not that there are, thank God. I even just said in the comments, like, dude, you get it, man. This. Someone wrote that everything I just said, essentially. And I was like, wow. So there are, there are people, of course. And more and more people, Bezrat Hashem, every, just keep running into them, keep growing, keep everything. So David is saying, and this was the censored word, because El is written with a segol here, and uh, the Elaka would not really go here, it should be Lehok or something like that, but... El, with a segol here, is still being said and used as if it's referring to God. As if it says El with a tere, which is God's singular pow all-power name. El is also two, meaning like God is the ultimate power source and flowing infinite beauty power into this world at all times. The video game is absolutely real. 
and significant and important. Not that, you know, just... Okay. So real that it's real life. That's how real this game is. <laughs> Excuse me. And... So then, David Melech is saying, I first of all anointed my king. I then nominated over Zion, translated as Zion, Har Kodshi, the mountain, tour or tower, where the word tower comes from. Makdeshi, of my Beit Mikdash, of my house there. And there, and then I ask, please God, let me tell over and tell the world that El Hok, that God is existence, God exists. And then what happens? Hashem, the infinite being, which we have to see with our eyes, of course, 26, and infinite, and both universes, both Torahs, in the perfect unity. Amar Eli, Hashem is saying to me, Bni Ata, my son are you. What does that mean? The Targum, Habib Kevar Le'aba Li'at. Favored, Habib, like a son to his father, to me you are. That's how it would be literally translated, meaning you are favored to me like a son is to his father. Ani hayom yelidtiha. I as if created you and birthed you today on the masculine side of the release of the of the of the of the seeds essentially. So Zaka'a and Hashem is saying Ani and which is God is saying, I as if gave created you today and birthed you today, Zaka'a you are pure and pristine, Ke'ilu, as if Yomadain, this very day, Bereithich, this very day I created you. You are sinless and pristine from all evil. You've undone damage to people and paid people back and admitted things and apologized and changed your entire life. Undone the damage. Prayed to God for what was between us and God. And then therefore God says, like as if this day I created you. You're pristine. Therefore, and this is what's used in the Amidah, where the sages quote right here. Oh, well, sorry, the concept in Shema Koleinu, but where essentially God is saying to us, She'al mimeni, ask for yourself, things for yourself, mimeni, from me, from the infinite God. Va'etena, and therefore I'll give it to you. Once you're on a state of purity, you've undone, you're close to God, God is saying, I am like you, and I will do, you're my child, I'll do anything you ask. And therefore, God also says, Roim nahalathecha. All of the nations, and all the wealth of the nations, could potentially be yours. I'm going to give you an idea that would make the world need to buy it, the latest phone, the latest whatever. Ve'ahuzatcha, and your influence and your grasp and rule will be over the governments of the edges of the earth on the four corners of the earth now is the world flat as my friend pointed out but no it just means the walkable earth i mean I, I, 
from what I understand, the world literally was once connected. So it was Pangea, is that what it's called? But it was one, and then it split somehow. And I don't know how long that took and when that happened, but apparently you could just walk across the whole world. You could literally go wherever you want. I mean, assuming that there's no <laughs> crazy animals and tribes, and who knows, I have no idea. But God forbid, yeah, literally. Scary, you know, thank God we live today. We The world has become a better, safer place. And I guess because it's been so connected, I guess we're now seeing the final ugliness needing to be removed. Thank God we see what needs to happen. And more and more people are seeing that something is wrong. You know, as George Carlin says, something is messed up. You know, rest in peace and all that. Of course, you know, comedy is so important. How many people uh, have a better day in life and good health? Because you laugh, you you laugh at the craziness and uh, learn funny things, and it's very good. Anyway, the sages transmit. The, my, I'm not the one saying that, but the sages transmit literally that comedians have a portion in the world to come because they they make people happy. So teroem b'shevet barzel, God is now speaking, continuing to speak to Mashiach, to David. You will shatter them. Beshevet Barzel, with a rod of iron. Now, I don't know if iron is softer than like other metals. Like You could only use it a few times, maybe. But also, again, is this literal or does this mean... Hmm. Or does, again, this is this, the greatest uh, point, maybe, or thing to resolve. Is it on a physical level, which it can be, of course, but that's the ugly side. But the beautiful side, if it was on a metaphorical, spiritual level, Beshevet Barzel, with a tribe of iron, if you could translate as a tribe in this in instance, well, the Targum is saying Behutra. Specific, well, the Hutra could be used for Mateh. It's not clear. Anyway, Shevet is used sometimes as the branch, but like the 12 Shvatim, the branches of Yaakov, which are... Which are translated as that. But assuming that it means like a tribe of iron, which are the Talmidei HaHamim, that are like so sharp and so strong, they're like swords, they're made of iron, they're like sharpened swords, so Barzel, like you will shatter all of the evil in the world with a small army of truth sayers and, pe and showing people and helping people, caring about them, like honestly, like having a real conversation, but on a global scale, on a global level, with good people all around the world who, who want to finally reach such a beautiful time. Like the so I hope that people know that something like that could be possible. I hope they've already heard of such a kind of concept even. And not that they're just stuck in like, there's nothing miraculous about existence. And, uh, you know, it's just very dark, God forbid. Hopefully it's not like that. But anyway, that's the point of what we're trying to do here. Kichli yotzer tenapzem. Like a vessel of a former, of a, somebody who forms glass and clay vessels, tenaptsem, you're going to para inun, you're shatter them and, and break them into a billion pieces. So what is the difference between these kinds of concepts? The ruling, I guess, yeah, you'll be able to shatter evil and really bring down truly evil people. Because God forbid, I mean, there are truly evil people. And 
good people can't understand that, nor should they understand that. Thank God you don't understand that there are truly evil people that might not even be human. Like, that's a, <laughs> it's a whole separate conversation and a serious one to have, but B'zrat Hashem will see that. But it says, Ve'ata, and now, Melachim, kings and influencers of the world. You, you think you have a sway over a, a group of people? Haskilu. Do the thing, acquire this skill, and acquire true wisdom in this act. Hiwaseru. Kabilu marduta. Receive, receive rebuke, Shofte Aretz. Let somebody tell you something. Let somebody tell you that you're not being right. Let somebody and accept words because you might be blind to the things that you do. You don't even know how you're affecting someone in a whole, in a negative way. Hopefully not, but again, we don't even know maybe sometimes. And just people need to be able to speak and to say to one another, to point it out, receive rebuke. It's a huge thing and it's very humbling. But Hashem, you'd rather receive rebuke and be humbled than, God forbid, anything be needing any harsh wake-up calls and lessons. Ivdu et Hashem bira, serve that which is with God with absolute awe, or serve the giver of the Aleph Bet with awe, and the Targum is Bidachleta, with unity and awe of like being connected with like the the actual information. The Aleph Bet themselves and the true shapes. Hashem is amazing. That's the whole, every time you look at it, Hashem is amazing. That's the whole point of the chart. The Gilu, Bir'ada. Gilu is to reveal. And so the Targum is Tselu, which is to, Tseli Esh is to be roasted in fire. But Tselu means to pray. Because when you pray before the infinite God, it was like a fire. You're like being roasted before the infinite being. You're standing Naked before the infinite being again. But in this world, which is such a high praise to who you are through the darkness of this world that you are connecting with, with what needs to happen. So pray with trepidation, with, with, uh, with an awe before who you stand and the all-powerful infinite being that loves you and cares about you. So again, not fear, but true awe. And then it says another hugely mistranslated teaching and mistranslation into other languages. Nasheku var. It's translated as kiss the sun. That is var in Aramaic, first of all. This is in biblical Hebrew. So the var is not, this is not Targum right now. This is Mikra. So var is not bar in Aramaic right now. That's one answer. Nasheku also means equip like weapons. That's neshek is a weapon and a kiss of death, you know, and these kinds of concepts. But a kiss, assuming on a spiritual level, like somebody, you know, a kiss can, can send a guy to, to, to different places and try to chase this whole life from one thing. A kiss can do that. It can change your life. It's funny. It's really even more intimate in, in some ways than or very intimate as well as whatever is the right language, as the actual act of being one together itself, because it's really a soul to soul. That's body and body, which are lower souls, you know, souls made of parts and all these kinds of things. But anyway, nasheku is to equip, like neshek. And that's the Targum, kabilu, receive. Receive what? Bar. Bar is clear, 
clarity, bury roots. When you're borer, you are taking the good from the bad you're clar- and removing the evil. Sorry, borer, I think, is even removing the bad specifically. You're sifting, you're getting, you're keeping the good and, go, and, and throwing out the bad. That's bar. Bar is clarity. Barir, bahir, as Rabari Kaplan points out. And the Targum is ulpana. So it's together, kabilu ulpana, receive ulpan, receive a face-to-face experience and teaching with the Aleph Bet, which is the clarity on earth, which is what will clarify all these concepts that, we, that exist in the most beautiful, sensical way that we wished could be put into words, and it is. And then even into symbols, forgetting words, I mean symbols that connect everything. And all you need to do is connect with the symbols and you connect with the infinite being. It's the most beautiful thing, the most simplest thing, the most accessible thing to everyone. Like the air that we breathe, thank God, because everyone and every living creature depends on it. And so the same with the Torah, really. And to be able to connect with the infinite God. So David Amalekh is warning these kings and the influencers and all true leaders and all people of the world, that you are a leader to your family, to your friends, to yourself even, forgetting anyone, but to yourself first of all. Life is about you versus you, not anyone else. Everyone else is playing a completely different video game. You can only be better when you're playing the same game. I can only be better than somebody playing the same Call of Duty. They could be better or not. So I'm just going to keep talking because it's a long video, although I would normally pause to not have any like background siren, obviously not appealing in a video. But thank God we're occupying in Torah. We will never hear such evil, scary sirens, Bizrat Hashem, for evil things, for only for good, Bizrat Hashem. If, uh, you know, I guess somebody's pregnant and birthing and whatever. Good, beautiful things. Okay. David Melech is saying, receive... The Ulpan, receive the face-to-face teaching of the Alphabet. And Nashiku, equip yourself with weapons, bar of clarity. That is the 22 stones of the Alphabet, the keystones to the entire Torah. As Rabbi Isaac Moses and Shalita have translated that verse, keystone is a very important word. Anyway, so it says, Penya enough, lest God will sort of have to, will let go of holding back and release his urges Regez on you, betovedu derech on these evil people, not on you, has v'shalom, has v'shalom, but on the evil people of Israel Hashem who do not change, but has v'shalom again, because we do not wish evil people ill, but only so that they should wake up. God forbid if these stories, you know, all this news, we need the the, the end of all evil. We needed it two thousand years. <laughs> We're so late. We needed every second. We've needed it every second for two thousand years. Betovedu derech. And there, God will release his rage against his urges, which is the rage against the evil to actually destroy. Because imagine how painful it is then people say that God doesn't exist. Because if God exists and God is good, then he's going to destroy these evil people. But God is giving the evil people, firstly, a chance, as many chances to repent as possible, openly demonstrating how infinitely merciful God is. But when more people unite to pray... When more people are up to, you know, are up to the task to pray and all those kinds of things, maybe we can actually fully finally remove all the evil together. When all the humanity unites in a true prayer at the same time to the one infinite God of the Torahs in plural, 
then Bezrat Hashem, all of those things can happen. So it says, Ki yivar kimat apo, matul diyehud or diyehur, because will ignite and will burn, yivar and burn, literally, uh, probably Rabbi Isaac Mosens and Shalita, diyivar via Rav Zamir Kohen Shalita, kimat apo, kimat, a little bit, like a tiny bit of God's anger, because if, if God, who is infinite, will just release, release a tiny fraction, whatever this even means, of God's anger, this whole world could be destroyed with one has uh, shalom. You know, <laughs> God literally has either the galactic EMP called the sun that will destroy all this AI and satellites and everything if needed, not for good people. God could make miracles that it affects evil <laughs> things. Who knows? But then God has an asteroid belt, literally like a like a light machine gun with like a hundred rounds of ammo. God has an asteroid belt of ammo in the in the galaxy, you could just send an asteroid, like, it doesn't even need to be an asteroid. God could just wipe a part of the video game away. God is infinitely powerful and infinitely merciful, therefore. We see, obviously, because God didn't do all that and is not doing that, and we're still on this earth, and we're having a conversation about the Torah, thank God. And therefore, Ashrei, praiseworthy, and that's how it would be translated, but the, the Targum is Tav, good, to all those who trust in Hashem, the infinite being. And what is the Targum? Tav, it is good to all those that Jose, the Targum is, the Savrin, that are logically deducing through the Torah that God is infinite and there's nothing like God. And the Targum is Bememre, in God's words, which have the words Maim and Or. Again, water and fire. The written Torah, which is water, from the highest places to the lowest places, and the spoken Torah, which is fire, which illuminates the darkness, and darkness is in water, the depths of the sea where light cannot reach. Water is dark. The fire that illuminates the night and the darkness in the depths of the ocean, that's the whole Torah Peh that illuminates everything, everything literally. And we have to connect all of it. It's like this beautiful gem that fragmented into trillions of pieces, and we need to start to go through everything and start to link everything and then start to see just what that original brilliant gem and picture was. And therefore, David Amela closes off the second parak of Tehillim, and some say this is really the continuation of the first parak, which ends that whatever David favored very much in, in Bavli Brachot, that he opened with Ashrei and ended with Ashrei. So here, Ashrei, praiseworthy, and the words Ashurit, the same words as Ashuri, which is the script of the Torah, the fire script of the Torah, the 27 symbols, meaning the 22 plus the 5 Safiyot that do not exist in the in ancient biblical Hebrew that's chiseled on stone and things because it's not holy for mundane things. So Ashuri is the Tav, is the good to all those who Hosebo. And what is Hosebo? The Gra explains, Tov lachasot bo, Tov lachasot bahashem mi betoach ba'adam. Better to trust in Hashem, even if you do not have a guarantee. Jose is just like, I, I hope. Hos, maybe hope? I don't know, no. But Jose is to trust and hope in God, even though God never openly guaranteed anything to us. Better to do that in the infinite God than to have guarantees from the wealthiest people on earth that I'm going to take care of you and all these wealthy, and I'm going to give you everything you need and all these kinds of things. Better to trust without a promise from the infinite God than to trust in the promises of people. 
Thank you so much. I see that Anchor has a limit of 60 minutes, and thankfully we actually went through a whole segment of this. I hope it was pretty good. You know, let me know how it goes. Questions, comments, feedback, everything. Please do let me know. And uh, thank you so much. Shana tova umetuka to you and your entire family. Just gonna let it run out. <laughs> Clean 60 minutes.